When I got home, I set my alarm for 9.30, determined to get up, brush my teeth, and go find something slinky, sultry, and cheap to wear on the blind date. I had decided that even if the guy was a total dog, which he probably would be with my luck, I was going to look hot and take somebody yummy home, even if it only turned out to be my old standby, Ben and Jerry. That night, all tucked up in my little Battery Park City bedroom, I fell asleep with visions of department stores in my head, more excited about a Saturday than I'd been in a long, long time. Had I known what the next day was going to have in store for me, I don't think I would have slept a wink. Needless to say, I was completely clueless, so I slept like a baby on Ambien. The day did not even start well. First, my alarm decided to not go off. I'd set that sucker, checked it twice. I can be a bit OCD when I feel like it, and even made sure the alarm was set to buzzer rather than radio. I knew it was going to have to be one of those screaming alarm-only mornings if I was going to make myself crawl out of bed at a quasi-reasonable hour, so I took, like, extra, extra precaution. So, of course, no alarm meant no wakey-wakey on time, which in plain English meant that when I finally did get up, it was one in the afternoon. The next thing I discovered was that all the water from every tap in my apartment was boiling hot. The scalding water made it almost impossible to brush my teeth, let alone take a shower or wash my hair. So now I was stuck stinking my way into what was supposed to be a brilliant Barney shopping excursion day. Weird, but not unheard of. In fact, only six months earlier, the entire building had been without water for two days, in which time I learned the true meaning of the term Irish bath. Take it from me, not the best way to make friends on the subway. In retrospect, I guess I should have seen all the weirdness as a sign. But at the time... And you have to believe me here. It did not seem like a big deal. Definitely not strange enough to warrant an exorcism of the old homestead. It wasn't until I got to the front hall of my building that I realized I might very shortly be in the market for the phone number of the local Catholic church. The monster was blocking the whole length of the entranceway to my building. His back was to me, his front facing the window paneled door. I guess so he could watch the traffic? I say it was a he, but that was only a hypothesis. I just could not imagine any self-respecting female, monster or not, ever getting as pudgy as this thing was. Strangely, I wasn't frightened of the big guy, not even as I was getting my first glance of its tremendous bulk. I don't know how to explain that other than to say that there was something about the creature that was... soothing. At the time, I had no idea what kind of monster the thing was, but if I really think back on it, I'd have to guess it was probably at least part dragon. I mean, it had a long, scaly brown tail, huge brown haunches, and a row of blue triangular-shaped flaps of skin that ran the length of its back. So it was either a medium-sized dragon or a smallish dinosaur. Take your pick. Luckily, it didn't appear to notice my arrival, which I took as a good thing. But I played it safe by standing still as a statue on the bottom step of the stairwell, trying not even to breathe if I could help it. I was a lot of things, but super idiot wasn't one of them. If the dragon monster thing wanted to sit in my front hall and watch the traffic go by out the window like a dog, I wasn't going to be the dum-dum who disturbed it. As quietly as I could, I backed my way up the front stairs until I hit the second floor landing. Then I hightailed it up the next four flights until I was back in the relative safety of my own apartment. After taking a moment to catch my breath and have a shot of the Baileys I'd had in the back of my fridge since Christmas, I sat down on my couch and made my plans. I was going to go next door, get a witness, and then go back downstairs. P. 
patients would see the dragon monster and freak out, verifying the fact that I was not losing my mind. There was just one slight hitch in my plans. She wasn't home. I thought about knocking on some random person's door and trying to get them to go see the dragon monster with me, but I was too scared it might have gotten bored in the interim and left, which would have made me look like a real nut job. So I put an ixnay on that one. After taking another calming sip of Bailey's, I did the only rational thing a person could do in my situation. I called animal control. I'm making this complaint anonymously, I said tersely. There's a big monster dog in my front entranceway, and I need you to send someone out to get it. The woman on the other end of the line kept asking me for my name, but I wasn't stupid. If I gave it to her, then everyone would know I was the weirdo caller, and I might actually end up in Bellevue before my blind date could save me. Finally, sick of her wheedling for more information, I blurted out the address and hung up.